glass of beer and talk about uh, all the things we can. So spare a minute of your time. Oh, it's time for. Let's pair beer with the city of New Orleans. Hey, welcome to the first ever episode of the Beer Nomads Pairing Series, where I pair beer styles with interesting activities and unique cities. Many books and podcasts pair beer exclusively with food, and that's awesome. There's definitely a time and a place for that. However, that's not the entire goal of this series. It's my belief that beer in itself is an experience that can be enjoyed, paired, and actually enhance other experiences. Whether you drink your brew before, during, after, or in many cases, throughout, the act of drinking becomes in itself part of the experience. For example, have you ever wondered what beer is best enjoyed after skydiving? How about the perfect pint to enjoy while crocheting and watching your favorite episode of Gilmore Girls? What about finding a beer to pair with your favorite city? Those questions and more will be explored in the continuing pairing series. This week, we discuss what beer is best enjoyed while walking around and about the lively, historical, and beautiful port city of New Orleans. I've been to New Orleans several times in my life, and I love the city, but I'm sad to admit that I've never really taken an extended look at the beer scene there. Today, I changed that as we soak in the food, history, music, and culture that make the Crescent City such an interesting place to be. It's dark. Gaslights illuminate grand old houses on either side of the street. I steadily make my way towards the smells, distant music, and lively sounds I've come to associate with parts of the city. One question is on my mind as the music grows louder. What beer should I be drinking? I start with a simple fact as I'm walking. I'm sweating uh, a dangerous amount, actually, and <laughs> that means it's hot down here. So at the moment, I can disregard any milkshake, stouts, or barley wine you throw my way. Although, to play devil's advocate, a solid Doppelbach would go nicely with a pot of gumbo. I look forward as my mind trails off and thinks about all of the dishes that this town is known for. You can't judge a city while withholding the food they make, and frankly, the beer that goes with it. So, let's do a NOLA food pairing speed round. I hope you're ready. Let's start with the crawfish, as it is currently crawfish season. This delicacy is often paired with something refreshing and crisp. Let's say a cream ale, blonde ale, red ale, and uh, let's throw a pilsner in there. Next, we have gumbo. This one might surprise you, but the Doppelbach counteracts the often spicy and bold meal. And shrimp and grits go well with a pale ale. Crab cake, the often citrusy IPA, would go well with it. Jambalaya rice, a smoked beer would boost the smokiness of the sausage. And finally, a nice kolsch would go well with a po'boy, which would counteract all that heavy bread. So with that said, let's go back and look at all of our contenders today. We have the cream ale, blonde ale, red ale, pilsner, Doppelbach IPA, pale ale, smoked beer, and finally kolsch. I'm so lost in thought that a car literally almost uh, hits me. This flirtation with death brings me back to how hot and humid it currently is. So for now, let's get rid of the smoked beer. Let's get rid of the Doppelbach 
and let's get rid of the red ale. I walk a few blocks and run into the house where American Horror Story was shot. As I stare at the impressive, large, white building, I'm reminded at how deep New Orleans history goes. Each house, each park, each cemetery, each sidewalk, each blade of grass, to put it frankly, and excuse my French, but has seen some shit. Growing up in Iowa, everything's relatively new, so it's a fresh experience to walk around and run into landmarks that have a story to tell. And speaking of stories to tell, I get lost in thought one more time as I think about the history of brewing in New Orleans. Today, I will be quoting and using an article as reference. The article is entitled, Finding Beer in and Around the Crescent City by Nora D. McDonagall. In pre-prohibition days, this is before 1920, New Orleans was actually considered a brewing capital of the South. It had a rich German immigrant history and therefore a rich brewing tradition. And this is where I will quote the article, Dozens of breweries sprang up in the city between 1845 and 1920. But, as in so many other cities, prohibition and brewery consolidation chipped away at the numbers. By the late 70s and early 80s, brewing culture was all but lost in New Orleans. End quote. Then, as everybody knows, Katrina happened and wiped out many of the breweries. That is, until individuals like Kirk Coco saw the lack of breweries in the city and decided to do something about it. This is where the quotes resume. Start quote. When Kirk Coco retired from the U.S. Navy to help rebuild his native city, he recalls putting in a hard day's work and reaching for a Dixie, what he thought was a local beer. However, he read on the label that it was contract brewed in Wisconsin. Dixie Brewing Co. had closed in 2005, in the months just before Katrina, and had switched to contract brewing. It baffled me that there was no brewery here, he says. It just made no sense. End quote. Kirk started Nola Brewing Company in 2009. Following that, the microbrewery wave that touched much of the United States also touched New Orleans, and breweries started to pop up everywhere, restoring what was once named, as mentioned previously, the brewery capital of the South. Beer. Loud music brings me back to my walk. Okay, so it has to be a beer that has some ties to the history of the city as well. Of all of the choices that we have that I paired with food earlier, we currently are left with the IPA, Kolsch, Pale Ale, Cream Ale, Blonde Ale, and the Pilsner. Let's discard the IPA. I love IPAs, but to me it seems a little bit new of a style for this, and it isn't my favorite beer to drink in humidity, to be honest. For similar reasons, we are going to ditch the Cream Ale and the Blonde Ale. So, what do we have left? We have the Kolsch, the Pilsner, which both have German influences, much like Nola itself, and are very refreshing, and the Pale Ale, which has less of a history but sounds fantastic in the heat. The music grows louder. I start running into more and more people who are most likely more than a few drinks in. I get lost in the movement and the energy of the music in the town. You like jazz? To quote the B movie, let's talk about jazz. I'm going to briefly quote another article entitled The Birthplace of Jazz. Quote, Some say jazz grew out of the drumming rituals that took place in New Orleans' Congo Square before the Civil War. 
Other Say Jazz was born in 1895, the year Buddy Bolden started his first band. Still, others say it happened in 1917 when Nick LaRocca and his original Dixieland band recorded their first jazz record, Library Stable Blues. But Ferdinand Jelly Roll Morton had his own theory. He said, It is evidently known, beyond contradiction, that New Orleans is the cradle of jazz. And I myself happen to be the inventor in the year 1902. End quote. This was followed by a brief description of the music itself. Quote, Jazz is a wild, jubilant music. A music that makes you feel free and easy. Makes you feel alive. Makes you want to get up and dance. End quote. Traditional New Orleans jazz includes brassy instruments like the trumpet and the trombone. A drunk person bumps into me and brings me back to the moment. Not that unexpected given the circumstance. As I stand still and listen to the mumble of hundreds of simultaneous conversations and the sound of trumpets, think about, I think about the food, the history, and the music of this awesome city. I've made my decision. The beer I choose to pair with the city of New Orleans is the Pilsner. It's crisp and refreshing in the heat. It pairs well with seafood. It has ties to Germany, which recalls the influx of German immigrants that once made the city the brewing capital of the South. But most importantly, it still has some spunk and flavor, which can only increase your experience while listening to jazz and being bumped into by drunk people. I have some final thoughts. As you walk through the city, you encounter both sounds of lively jazz and nightlife and profound silence. The more you walk, the more you experience. And the diversity of those experiences is kind of what made my job hard today. Because of the city's open alcohol carry policy, you can start a can of beer surrounded by the noise and sounds of jazz, nightlife, and laughter, and take your last sip in silence, standing in front of Nicolas Cage's future pyramid grave. But let's look past all the research and all the reflections of drinking in New Orleans, and let's just say what it is sometimes with pairing beer. Sometimes, when you're pairing beer, it just feels right. And it felt right. Drinking my Pilsner, walking towards the music of the city. Thank you so much for listening to a Pairing Beers special episode of The Beer Nomad. Let me know what you think, what your preference would be walking around New Orleans by reaching out to my Instagram at the Beer Nomad Fan. As always, drink good beer and be good to each other. Cheers. Cheers.